Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see a movie, we don't talk about the movie, we come to the microphone, and we talk about the movie. We unpack it. We dive in uh, like an Olympic diver. That's what they're called, right? I believe so. That's the voice of Jack Kolodzetsky. Hello. How you doing, Jack? Welcome yes, back to, yes. to the podcast. You Hello. were overseas back from outer space back oh you were beyond overseas the boy is back in town the boy is back in town. yep i'm back had a very light and very lovely time in switzerland yeah do you want yep. to say what you did or do you want to keep it under i wraps? got engaged oh you're a fiance now i'm a fiance How's it feel i have a french fiance. you have a fiance yeah i mean really i'm just in it so that uh when this is all said and done i can my wife right? yeah i would say i mean a- that's the end goal I'd say ultimately that's everybody's number one. It's a uh, it's an expensive like way to say that joke, but I I think that that's a good reason. Well, it's the natural extension to committing to that joke because then it's no longer really a joke. True. Think about it. Then it's just a fact. Yeah. My wife. My wife. Yes. Hmm. Yes. So we're gonna talk about Borat. No, we're not talking about Borat today. Today we're talking about a little movie called Upgrade. Upgrade is uh, directed by uh, Lei Wanell, and I'm not sure if that's right. It was also written by him. Um, I don't know if that's right either. It is written by him. I don't know that it's a him. <clears throat> uh, it is. Wow. He grew up in did you ask, Australia. Did you ask their pronouns? I did not, so I guess you're, you're right. I shouldn't assume. Yeah. Here we are. It's you okay. Call, we just call. do our best. I'm just trying. We're trying our best. We're trying our damn best. Um, so yeah, we saw Upgrade. Upgrade is like a kind of like pulpy sci-fi movie, A Tale of Revenge. Um, Jack, what did, what did you think of the flip? What's your hot take? Uh, I liked it. It was fun. It is fun. um, it's, you know, fairly simple, I would say. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, it definitely, Um, it definitely wants you, especially towards the end, to think that it's a little bit more, uh, clever than it is. Yeah, a little bit. There's some twists and turns in there, but like... You know, it's a, it's a, a neat sci-fi concept um, with mostly pretty solid execution, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the setting is pretty cool, like the near future stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do a pretty good job of like actually dialing in on kind of the extension of current tech today without being like too hyperbolic with it like you know there's a lot of police are using drones Mm -hmm. face scanning that kind of stuff although i think there's something you said we'll maybe get more into this in spoilers like the way they actually leverage that technology but like the tech itself is pretty cool and makes sense Mm -hmm. like on a long enough time scale from what we're dealing with right now like police drones driverless cars but it's not like smart houses. It doesn't take it all the way to the like the like um, iRobot where every car is a driverless car. It's just like some yeah. of the more wealthy people have driverless cars. We're in a near future. Yeah. Which um, generally I like stuff like that. Kirsten just watched her the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like peeking in while she was watching that, and I forgot how like that movie is like. I think that movie does near future the best because it's just like little flavors of like, ooh, that's a little different. Yeah, and I don't I don't think for something like her, it's a stylistic choice to do this is not the best descriptive word to say this, but like kind of a twee version of near future where mm. it's like a little bit, like everything is a bit pastel and just nice. And, True. But this is more just like, I could actually see this. It's, it feels um, somewhat plausible near future. 
I think her definitely does is going for like a stylistic kind of okay. version. This I would say like for the most part, besides some of the cars looking a little bit over designed than they might actually be in real life, pretty fairly plausible stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it seems pretty in line with like the homes that, with the two homes that we see in this movie are like super nice. They're owned by very wealthy people. Also true. Yeah, uh, that is true. Um. Yeah, I kind of I, I like the movie as well. I think I like, and you know, for hot takes, just so you guys know, we do the first half spoiler free, and then we jump the spoilers, and I tell you who dies. Um, don't, don't do that. I'm just gonna do it. We're, we're slowly trying to choke the life out of that bit. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't think you can. I'm gonna <laughs> I don't keep trying. Can. I'm gonna no, keep that's trying. Fine. Um. Yeah, I liked. I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I like a lot of the world building and your future stuff. Um, but I don't know if I love any of the performances in <laughs> yeah, the movie. No, it's, yeah, the. Um, I think Logan Marshall Green is all right, if not maybe a little bit uneven. He's doing what he can, I think, with what he has. Yeah, know? he's still fine. There's some. There were some scenes where I was just like, "Oh, that wasn't maybe." Well, you know, yeah, I mean, gotta get through this. Yeah, but other times I thought he's fine. I thought like the first like leading up into the inciting incident of the film, mm-hmm. I was not really on board. No, and no. then once like the thing happens that kind of kicks the film into motion, yeah. I was just like, All right, I can't jive with this. I was yeah, I was uh, gonna bring that up in more story specific stuff, but like the first yeah. twenty thirty m- minutes of the movie, I was like, guys, we need to. Get going get, here. Get Let's movie. get going here. Yeah, I mean the 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 basic synopsis of the movie is um, guy gets in an accident. Guy gets in an accident. Well, tragic thing happens to guy. Sure. He is paralyzed. He gets an implant from this tech company. This like way too pretty boy looking tech billionaire. Yes. Uh, that is a AI chip that allows his brain to bridge the gap to his um, body, his body, his limbs that he no longer has control of because he's quadriplegic. Uh, and then the AI that runs that chip turns out to be sentient for the most part. And then the two of them go on a quest for revenge for the thing that happens to him. So like we're in a post John Wick world now. It's hard because it's- the, 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 the DNA or the architecture of the film is not unlike John Wick. The structure is very similar to John Wick. Right. Uh, in the way that, you know, something bad happens to this guy and he goes and kills the people who are responsible. And he also owns a fast car. That too. Yeah. But in this post-Wick society that we live in post-Wick. now, um, it's hard for movies like that to kind of live up. Like, there's, there is a purity... To John Wick and also a level of finesse that they accomplished with the action in that movie mm-hmm. and the setup in that movie and just style and the performances and stuff. It's this movie's not that. It's not that. Um, it's still fine. Sure. I enjoyed it, but it's not that. It's definitely not like the masterclass of like uh, having a movie that's predicated on action and murder that's like justified. But our character is very different than John Wick. He is not a trained mercenary. He's not a trained killer. And And that's one of the more interesting things about his character. And that is, yeah, I would agree. And I do think that um, the way the movie is shot, for the most part, is very interesting. I think all of the action scenes, like, 
you know, once once there are fights and things are popping off, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty on board for every single one of those scenes. I almost kind of wish there was more. Uh, I think one of the reasons I like John Wick is that he's a, almost like, he's a very quiet protagonist. Yeah. And, and I think he's that, also basically a god. I mean, our protagonist becomes sort of that he's, also. He's in, god-ish. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, technic- the technical aspect of the way they made this movie is pretty interesting because it seems like in a lot of the scenes, especially the action scenes, it's... Um, I don't know what the technical word for this would be, mm. but the kind of camera that's mounted to the subject in the shot. So anytime the subject is moving, yeah. the camera moves with them. So it's the background that kind of moves yeah. and the the subject stays still. There's a very like specific technique that they impose with the action and like kind of when he's doing like his, his, his new superhuman abilities that he gains mm. in the film. And it looks really cool. And I think the evolution of how they show you that shot, like, starts off a little weird, and then and then you're, like, into it. Yeah. Um, there's, like, very, like, when those kind of, like, it's almost like a, it's like the camera's, like, on a swivel almost. But, yeah, I think, like, a body cam situation. I would assume for some of those, especially some of the tighter shots on Logan, yeah. Ma- Logan Michael Green. Um, that is it, right? Logan Michael Green? Uh, I believe so, but let me double check. Logan Marshall Green? Logan Marshall Green. That's it. There okay. Um... It looks to me, and I'm, I don't know this for sure. I'm just I'm not, I'm not what super, I think. Yeah, but I think it it's some sort of like mount that is actually attached to him, so that when he moves, uh, okay. the camera is moving with him. Yeah, but I'm not that. positive. No, I mean it's, it's it's cool. You know, a lot of like it's it's, a, it's an interesting visual effect that you definitely notice for sure. Um, I do wish that some of like the rest of the cinematography in the movie kind of like was a bit experimental. I think that's like one of my critiques of the film is that like it plays a very safe. Yeah. Um, I think for a movie that's like our plot synopsis doesn't do it entirely justice, but it does, I think overall kind of play it safe. It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. And both I think narratively that, and stylistically. Absolutely. And I think that like, I, I almost would have liked to see it, you know, stray into some weirder territory. Yeah. Um, not rely on some like AI tropes that we've, we may have seen before. Yeah. Um, but I think like, you know, much like our protagonist is a hybrid of kind of like tech and body, this, this movie is also like a genre hybrid of like sci-fi and pulp action. Yeah. There's definitely a pulpiness to it that I actually wasn't expecting. I wish there was more of. In the gore, especially like it's a lot gorier than I expected. The first like big kill in the movie is like, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that more after the break, but, uh, I was not expecting it to be as like. Like kind of grindhouse score yeah. kind of thing, um, which was neat. That was a, that was interesting. I liked it. It made me like the movie. You Definitely. Know? At, that's the point of the movie. What you you just alluded yeah. to a, a minute ago that I really think the it started to kick in. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think it started to take off after that point. You could feel it in so. like we actually had a pretty good audience size for this movie. Um, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Yeah, pretty good turnout. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the guy who wrote this who wrote and directed this movie um Leigh Whannell he let's see it maybe it's Lee Lee if, it, if Lee. it's a if it is a man it's probably pronounced Lee I would say well he uh wrote Saw I think he uh, also well it is it is Bloomhouse so that is mm-hmm. uh I think they also did Saw he's pretty involved with like the Insidious movies um Saw I know that um the Purge is a part of that production house yes. as well, right? Yes. So, and they're going to keep saying from the producers of Get Out, 
forever. Yeah, now. well, that's that's their ace in the hole. Just give it to them, I guess. Uh, how do you feel about like this movie kind of like being in line with that production house? Do you think this like maybe hampered the movie in some way? Do you think that like you could see similarities from these other films, like the DNA? I guess is here? so. I, I think the quality is pretty uneven out of Bloomhouse. Like I they agree. just did Truth or Scare as well, or Truth or Dare, which was dog shit. Yeah. Um, and they also did Get Out, which is awesome. So pretty uneven. I mean, I haven't seen any of the Purge movies. You said you saw the first one, right? So the first one, but this this is a while ago now. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. I thought the thing I didn't like about the Purge movie is probably because it had a low budget. While I was like, you gave us this like really interesting concept that's like worldwide, but uh-huh. it takes place in like a home invasion movie. Well, I mean, but now they're expanding it. The Purge has become one of those movies like Saw or like um, Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity yeah. where the first movie is very micro budget. But exists on an interesting concept, right. and then they take all the money that they make from that small budget successful movie, make a bigger, and make ten more, yeah. and increase the budget with each uh, next movie in yeah. line. So, I mean, maybe I guess, maybe this new Purge movie could be okay. It seems like they're really going for the political throat. It's another, with this one. it's another fucking trailer that's like. You hey got you want hey, a, you want a twist? That's a whole let's, fucking movie. Let's just tell it to you, I guess. Yeah. I guess um my point in kind of bringing up that production company though is that those movies make money consistently. Oh, I know. They consistently yeah. make money, and and that's why I think like I'm not sure if like the posters saying like from the people who make these movies we just mentioned put some of those butts in the seat tonight, but like we had a pretty good theater that had a pretty good energy. I think they thought the movie was a comedy. At some point, there points. were. There were plenty of. I think the movie is. It's definitely not a comedy, but it no. uses comedic aspects There's in a way in it, that yeah. does well for it. Yeah. Um. It, I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. For the most part, um, there are some definitely intentionally funny moments, and then maybe some, some not, not intentionally, so intentionally yeah. uh, funny moments. But still, I think it does have a kind of lightness to it that mm-hmm. that made it more fun. I think it's, this, it's, you know, it's this, solid. It's a solid summer yes. uh, thriller, blockbuster, not not even really blockbuster, but it's a neat summer sci-fi movie. I think because it like... Definitely better than I thought it was going to be going in. Yeah. I didn't really know much about the movie. I don't even thought, I know if I saw a trailer or not. And if I did, I don't remember. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the flick as well. I think, you know, with movies like that where they, it has a lot of elements of stuff I really like in it. I think I kind of just like wish it leaned into some of the stuff I like more. Yeah. And also maybe like, you know, if you're going to do kind of like pulpy action stuff, like maybe make the movie a little bit more self-aware, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I, it, it's not, it's not special in that way. There's like, yeah. a, there's a lot of ways that could have made this movie more special, maybe more sure. interesting. Um, but it's not that, yeah. but I still think it's serviceable. It's definitely fun. I definitely don't regret seeing it. It's interesting, and they did not show the Venom trailer before this movie, but it is interesting. So much like the Venom trailer. That Logan Marshall Green looks a heck of a lot like Tom Hardy. They and have this the is a movie about another consciousness that symbiote. is in his head yeah. that is allows him superhuman strength and mm-hmm. feats, and also might have a mind of its own. It's like Venom in Limitless. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he does look a lot like um, 
Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. The yeah. lips are like the same. I know. They have like the same. Whoever gave Tom Hardy his lips that also must have given Tom Hardy's like a little stockier most of the time. But, yeah, he's a, big, uh, he's a big man. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they tried to make him look small see. in that Venom movie and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't this, look that small. I don't know if this tattooed no. Jack dude would play uh, Eddie Brock, but like what the yeah. fuck do I know? Well, Eddie Brock, it, they're going for more the like um, animated Spider-Man, big Eddie Brock, like yeah. blonde uh, wasn't it the the original like '90s cartoon Spider Man where Ed, Eddie Brock was like a big guy? I think so, but the thing is, I know that Flash Thompson also becomes Venom, and I know Flash Thompson's like a football player in the high school. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But so I, I don't know I, if the animated series Eddie Brock. Traditionally, Eddie Brock becomes Venom, but I do know in some iterations, even earlier on, Flash Thompson also gets the suit. Okay. Um. So I'm not sure in the animated series which it is. I think it is Eddie Brock though. I think so, but Most I think cases, but Eddie Brock is the kind of football player build that I'm thinking of. So maybe I'm yeah. getting confused. I don't know. Except for in Spider Man Three, where they made it uh, that guy from that seventy show. Yeah. Oh, that movie exists. I'm sorry. I know it I'm not supposed exists. to. Bring, I'm not supposed I know to. We're it not up. supposed to talk about. We're not supposed it. to talk about. We agreed. Sorry. Mistakes happen. Um. So I think we're about ready to break into spoilers. Yeah, I don't have a ton else to say. Would you recommend going to the theater to see yeah, this movie? Why not? It's a fun Got summer blockbuster, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd recommend seeing it in the theater. I think it's it's fun. Don't um don't set your bar too high. You have a good time. Exactly. I went in with pretty much no expectations. Yeah. I it uh, it's not dog shit. I can tell you it's that. It's definitely not dog shit. Definitely not dog shit. No. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there, and you know, maybe maybe they'll make a sequel. I guess we'll see how it does this weekend. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if it does pretty well. I bet it'll do okay. I was like I said, I was I was surprised with the amount of people in their theater, I mean, and they all liked it. There's not a lot out this weekend that it has to compete with. I mean, Infinity, Infinity War is still in theaters. Yeah. Deadpool two is still in theaters, Solo's and Solo obviously opened last weekend. Or sorry, weekend before? No, last weekend. Yes. Uh, but apparently, I mean, Solo did not have a good opening week, but it even it's, it's falling off a precipice even harder. So yeah, but I mean, like, still, like, was it hit eighty three million in that first week? Eighty four. You know, that's still going to eat the lunch of some smaller movies for know. sure. But but we'll see where this one we'll lands. See. We'll, yeah, see. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I could see. I could see this one. You know, it probably doesn't need to make that much to make up. No, I don't but. think the movie had like a huge budget. There's some big set pieces, but like. I think it's mostly like CGI. Most of the most, yeah. I mean, CGI is getting cheaper and cheaper all the time. Yeah, and they most show, of the like, most the of the action the, scenes are small. So yeah, they're like in tight spaces. They yeah. show the one scene of like the like an aerial of a city, uh-huh. and I'm like, this looks insane. And then you kind of are on like the street level for all of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, you're gonna hear something between. Maybe it'll be a funny. Maybe it'll be an ad. I don't. I don't know. It's not up to us it's to not say. Up to us. It's up to we don't control that. It's up to the guy who edits these things. The yeah. beautiful Mike Bridge. I like that guy. I like him too. He's all right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be right back. We'll talk about spoilers. Um, I'm gonna tell you who does. Okay. I'm gonna tell you who does. Right Can't wait. That. All right. See you soon. Hello. Welcome to another episode of. It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 2001 hidden gem, 
Donnie Darko. Oh shit, Donnie Darko. Some people hate this movie. I like it a lot. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. Played it at work. Um, Donnie Darker, though. How exactly do you suck a fuck? And the dad was really fucking... Like, I don't know. It's a really good movie. It's a late 80s Ronald Reagan-type movie. It's sci-fi. I don't know. I understand... Like, Smur- Smurfs. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about Smurfs. Um, it's uh, Johnny Darko. I feel like an idiot that I don't have much more to say about it, but I really like it. This has been another episode of It's Fits. Hello, and welcome back to Hot Takes, the show where we, you already know, we're talking about Upgrade. Um, the main character... Gray doesn't die, but everyone else does. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's get into some spoilies. Um, All right. So, you want to talk about what, like, what actually happens here? Yeah, sure. So, it opens with our main character, Gray, played by Logan Marshall Green, and his wife. Did you think they were saying Greg a lot in the beginning? I think I would have preferred Greg, because what fucking kind of name is Gray? Yeah. It's not even his last name. No. It's his first name. Yes. I don't remember what his last name was, but it's also dumb. Everybody had weird names. Everyone had weird names. And also, like, the Fisk one confused me because I was thinking of... um, Fisk, like Nelson Fisk. Nelson Fisk from... Daredevil. Jesus. Daredevil and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was weird that... that. It's weird that it's like, we're going to name our other big boss bad guy the same exact thing. Um... Yeah, so he and his wife, and I don't know his what the uh, actress. Ash. I don't know the actress's name either. Pretty much Logan Marshall Green's the only one that's recognizable in this movie bes- besides uh, the cop who... Is in Get Out. Is in Get Out as yeah. well. Um, but pretty much no Everyone else in this else movie I don't is kind of... Yeah. yeah. Um, Recognizers say. So they are married. They um, He is a mechanic. His wife... Is a capitalist. Uh, that's basically she, all they say she, about her. They, they mention that she wears the pants and that she works with... Or no, her job is that she works for a company that specializes in giving soldier soldiers who lost their limbs in combat robotic limbs. She says that in the beginning. It falls into the trap of the wife existing solely to be Murdered. sacrificed so yep. that the uh, husband can go on his revenge spree yeah that's basically the inciting incident yeah. and i rolled my my eyes really hard not i don't like know how we're not pat we're past that it's are we just... not past that as a society at least john wick killed the wife it's... by natural causes and that wasn't the inciting incident it's only of... a little different than john wick i'm not gonna like necessarily say that it's like exempt it's from this better? trope yeah yeah but like this is like very like it's really just doing the same thing that a lot of movies it's do. It's the fucking thing. Yeah. That wife, his wife literally meet, only meet existed so they could kill her. Yeah. You meet her and you're just like, yeah, she's gonna fucking yeah, She ain't gonna, gonna make the end of this thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was just whack. Um, and also, the the main moral of the movie is that uh, self-driving cars are bad. They're not good. They just can You cannot trust they, them. They get hacked. Well, I mean, the, the movie, the themes in this movie are not really trying to say very much. No. Other than like somewhat of a um, <clears throat> distrust of automation and of yeah. artificial intelligence and of 
technology in general. Like our main character is a working is, man. He is a mechanic that likes to work on classic cars. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the whole self-driving car thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it. He has a general distrust of of computers and technology and all this stuff. Um, it's weird that he's married to this person. Yes. I kept thinking that the whole time. Who had, like, Why are they together? He's married like, to this person who I'm sure was the one responsible for basically having Smart House be their house. I mean, basically, yeah. And, like, she, it's just it's just weird because, like, they, they set up these characters. They set him up to be who we just described, like, this kind of, like, handyman mechanic guy who distrusts technology. And then we meet her who's, like, literally engrossed in it. And, like, I... <laughs> There's no like common. There's no commonality, and like I, I, I don't know. Not all relationships have people who are into the same stuff. Sure. Right? Um, there's also not much chemistry going on in that relationship, no. uh, which you know the movie's not super concerned about that anyway because they're just gonna kill her in 15 minutes. True. So so yeah. So they basically are driving their self-driving car or in their self-driving car after they drop off this car that uh, Gray worked on to the tech billionaire. Uh, owner of the company. Yeah. What's his name again? He is... I don't know. I kept getting confused with like Fisk and the one company. There's like multiple company names being thrown around. Eron? Sure. Aaron. Aaron. He calls him Aaron. Okay. So it's spelled E-Ron. Like E-R-O-N. That's dumb. That is dumb. And, and the actor's name is Harrison uh, Gilbertston. Look, look him up, actually. What what else was he in? Because he looks familiar. He's in Need for Speed, Fallen, Beneath the Hill, 60. I don't know what that is. Haunt, Upgrade, Smashed, Fallen, Mistress. So not He's not, not much. Okay. No. He does look familiar, though. I also... You were bringing up uh, Devil Crybaby. Devil Crybaby. Devil Man Crybaby. Devil Man Crybaby. Yes. And this kind of gave me like a similar vibe... Because, like, in Devil May Cry Baby, there's, like, the blonde guy who's, like, oh, friends with the Oh, yeah, devil. he does look like he that He looks guy. like that guy. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, you know, the pompous smart. Yes. Obviously, the plot mm. uh, strays from but that. If they ever want to make a live-action Devil May Cry Baby. Yo, he is the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Um. So, yeah, so they, on the way home, they get murdered. Or they are attacked by this group of dudes wearing masks. And then kind the, of masks. one of them takes off the mask, and the, there's the police drone there that cannot that seems identify. to be doing nothing. It literally can't do anything because there's a point where like they're like, "Dude, don't take your mask off! Don't take your mask yeah. off!" And the police drone can't even identify. Yeah, a I mean the police person. drone is there, but then does not inter like intervene or anything. I was waiting for the police drone to like Shoot just open fire on the citizens. It's but, weird that it doesn't. Um, I mean, maybe they can't be recognized. That like, is the reality of our dark future: is being murdered by our own U.S. police, police drones. So yeah. that's fun. I was gonna say, well, maybe like these ex-military guys are not in like any databases but then it's shown that they are in like all the databases like once it's they, it's weird listen the more, you, the more you think <laughs> about this movie the less you'll like it yeah we're not trying to make it into the nitpick podcast so like it's not here for any of that i it never was really trying to be either no. so what it's whatever mm-hmm. um but like in that regard the sci-fi aspects of it do fall flat like i think aesthetically the technology is kind of cool and it like like i said it's plausible but like they don't really do that much with it other than the the idea of him being 
paralyzed, quadriplegic after yeah. being attacked, his wife being killed, and then him getting the implant so that he could move again, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, otherwise the sci-fi tropes really kind of fall into the, like, kind of having your robot buddy. Yeah. You know? like It's so. pretty tropey. It's pretty tropey, which, like, if you're going to make, like, a pulpy sci-fi action movie, like, you should definitely lean into some stuff that works, you know? Yeah. And I think that, again, like, and not to backseat direct, um, but, like, I kind of wish that, like, his robo personality, um, what, what do they call it again? Uh, Jarvis. Not Jarvis. Um, fuck, that's, like, important to know. How did we forget that already? I don't know. It's, it's been like an hour. Well, because my point, I'm going to try and look it up, but my point is... It's within is, the S. It's like sense or... Um, uh, oh, come on. What's, what's the name of it? Stem. Stem, that's it. Voiced wow. by How Simon Maiden. They said stem like a hundred times. Literally as much as I said quadriplegic. Yeah. More times than quadriplegic. <laughs> more times than wife. More times than wife. <laughs> um, so stem, I kind of wish like... I think it's cool... Like, I was going to say I wish Stem had like a little more personality, but maybe it's like smarter for the film to kind of keep him so basic so that when he starts to become the bad guy, it's like a little sure. bit more surprising. I mean, um, is it surprising to anyone that it becomes a bad no, guy? they literally put a parasite in him that's going to take control. It's literally the Venom thing. It's Venom. Yeah, it's yeah, Venom. It's venom. I uh, wish that um, also, and this is like my last kind of like, ooh, I had a cool idea. This would be cool. But like, I kind of wish that like his body was like almost like uh, getting like taken over mechanically like maybe he was like growing like circuits in him like some of that like, like Akira like Akira like Akira or um, you ever play the third Prince of Persia game no <laughs> he's like so in, in that Prince of Persia game you can be either like the dark Prince of Persia or oh the this is the, the third of like the new the PS2 games that they made yeah like afterwards that's the one that went all dark uh, no Warrior Within got real dark this one kind of pulled back on it a little I bit I see but uh, it's basically like he his like arms are infected with like, let's just call it darkness, like evil, you know. And it starts to, but throughout the game, like it starts growing up his body yeah. and it starts kind of becoming. More it would have been cool to have some sort of like visual aspect to the symbiosis yeah. between him and I forgot it again. Stem. Stem. Especially because like with some of the other like, uh, you know, our like little cyborg folks, like with there the is like some arms. biomechanical stuff exactly. going on there. Um, and, like, I think it looks like, you know, the, the handgun thing, I thought it was pretty cool. It's okay. I think it's cool. It was okay. I mean, when, when he, he cocks his, his arm, arm, that is I stupid. Mean, but I kind of like the way he, like, reloaded it into his, like, bicep. I'm yeah. Like, kind of fucking cool. Yeah. Like, well, like you said, it, it explains the Mission Impossible trailer, the <laughs> yeah. cocking the We the finally arms. know that Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout yeah. is a cyborg. He man. has gun hands. He has gun hands. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that part was fucking silly when he cocked it. When he's like loading the bullets into his arm, that was kind of all right. But then when he like Does like the, did a bicep flex. flex to cock his arm, <laughs> yeah. But when homeboy like makes him shoot himself in the head, yeah. That was I mean, sick. The, I think the two things that that work the most for me in this maybe three three I would give the aesthetics of the future stuff. Yeah, that worked for me. The lack of self-seriousness like it was it's willing to be kind of tongue-in-cheek and a little playful sure like i like the way that gray is interacting with stem and most of the time when he is interacting in these situations where like shit is happening shit gets crazy yeah he's just like 
what the fuck? It's cool because like in in all the big because there's not like there's action in the movie, but there's actually not like a ton of action. Not a ton, no. Yeah, and I I kind of wish it was like a little bit the other way around because I was into the spectacle of it. But yeah. that being said, like you know, in his in the first big action set piece where he's in that dude's house and you get your first like real brutal murder, it was cool seeing him kind of be reluctant to it. Yes, and then. Even in all the scenes, there's always like a little bit of him being like, "This is kind of fucked up." Yeah, I'm, I'm like really just kind of. He doesn't want to do along the violence the that he does. Exactly. Then, so he kills that guy in that first scene, and the way he kills him, he basically gives him like the it's, the what is it called, the Irish smile. Oh well, yeah, more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he like uses a knife and puts it in the guy's mouth and like yanks it all the way back. Which is weird because like I guess in retrospect, now that we know the end of the movie, we know stems like this bad. AI essentially, mm. but like when it happens in the movie, you're just like, oh! I don't think anyone in the audience was expecting that level of graphicness. Me either. And I was, the, I was into. I think yeah. I was like during the movie, I was just like, this is cool. Yeah, everybody in the theater was just like, holy shit! What? This is cool. Like this movie's like this. All and right. Like, and I like the you know I I like good fight coordination and I think that like. It's a little silly when he walks around and he's like has like perfect posture and yeah. like they make him seem a little like uh, robotic. Like, yeah, like the grandma's boy, like the guy. You ever see Grandma's Boy? Where the guy's just like unfortunately, it's like felt a little bit like that without the right. Yeah, at least it didn't make noises. I mean, well, they did sometimes because sometimes kind of you're right. They did, but he would like get he would always sit up in bed and be like womp. Yeah, it's more like a bassy, like, whoom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, music in this movie is also pretty cool. It's okay. Yeah, it's I, pretty I cool. I can take it. Yeah. There's some good, like, tracks on there. Um, mm, I lost the thought. Uh, I think I was action. going back to the, the violence in it. Like, every time there is violence. Oh, yeah. And, and his reaction to... Oh, you were saying the three things that work for you, which was the self-awareness, tongue-in-cheek thing, the violence... And the aesthetic. And the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the violence was cool. I mean... I would say those are the Did not three. see it coming... It to be that. Oh, I was gonna say about the fight choreography. It got a little when he's fighting Fisk, and that, there's two like cyborgs. Got a little bit Matrixy. Like they were kind of doing Matrixy kung it fu. Was, it was cool, but it was not nearly as fun as when he's fighting people who are not good at fighting. Yes, and just like kicking their. Ass. I thought it was okay. It was fun. It it it's definitely cool. it felt a lot like Neo fighting Agent Smith at the end of the first first Matrix. Movie. Yeah, it's like, and I think that's like kind of what they're going for. And I like that shit, so that worked for me. Sorry about that. That's good. Um. Yeah, that part was cool. I thought that fight, that whole fight, was cool between the two of them. Yeah, that, I think the this way was that he, weird though. So he was going for the whole like pedophile like aesthetic, yeah, like hardcore. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can you you can't willingly choose to have that hairstyle and that mustache. Yeah, yeah, one or the other, and that body both. type. Yeah, you can't do both. He had his like polo tucked in. He Dude, looks like he yeah. just looks like someone you don't talk to at the playground. Yes, and he had know? he could breathe nano machines that like. That was weird. That was it was weird cool too. when he did it. Yeah. I, so this is how I thought that uh, he was going to get killed. He was going to like be all confident and he was going to do the sneeze, sneeze thing again. Uh-huh. But Gray was going to put his hand in front of his mouth and kind of like block it in there. Yeah. I thought that would be cool. Yeah. Instead he just drops him on Ostensibly his he's in control of them. So that probably wouldn't work. But whatever. 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 It's fine. Whatever. Um... Uh, the movie, how do you feel about the movie's like pacing? It's okay. The first 20, 30 minutes were very slow. Yeah. And you need to establish the pain of his wife 
being yeah. murdered. And it, also him, like, some of the stuff with him dealing with being a quadriplegic. Becoming a quadriplegic was, it was okay. Intense. I thought yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But they're not saying any... Like, they're, they never take it to the next level where they actually are talking about a reliance on technology that he very much did not want, that he established in the beginning, that like, he, he doesn't trust that. the yeah. technology. And, like, you know, I, he doesn't trust it. He gets paired up with the AI, and the yeah. AI winds up being bad for him. And I that's kind of like it. He like, has no motivation... To get that thing put inside him. Because the guy, the, the blonde-haired pretty boy comes in, and he's just like, well, you shouldn't, you you know, your wife would want you to, to do this, right? And, like, right. homeboy just tried to kill himself, and he didn't really seem too concerned with what his dead wife actually wants. Right. Well, and he's, because he's, he says the line, she's not here. So. Exactly. So it was weird that, like, the dude said that, left, and then it was just like, all right, I guess I, guess I'm I will. Gonna get the chip now. I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah. it was, the motivations were weak. Um, and just kind of staggered. And like, there's not really an arc there. Either. No, he doesn't go through any change. There's no change. There's no change other than him. I mean, he thinks ultimately yeah. he's he's put in his like happy. His mind breaks. And he's put in a pretty pretty dour ending there. Uh, That's why I think they might be setting up a sequel where he has to break so? out of his mind. But the thing is, like, if it's, I read that more as like he's good where he is, and now. Uh, kind of live in the forgot it again. My brain Stem. will not Stem. retain this information. That's because he's trying to make you forget. It refuses. It's trying to make you not remember it. Yeah. Your own stem. I don't think they need a sequel for this movie. I think it's an well, interesting one-off, pretty all right sci-fi. I mean, the like production a... company really likes to like do more like instead of telling a sequel, they'll tell like another story in the world. Maybe depending on how this movie it's does, sort we'll of like a. A source code or a yeah definitely I don't think it's it's quite as good I think source code is a better movie oh I've seen source code oh it's pretty good Jake Gyllenhaal and that was um like hacking who did source code it'll come to me um but it's like you know it's fine as a one off thing yeah by itself I think I don't think it needs a sequel I would be down if they. If they came back with a sequel that was like him breaking out of his mind, but they get really weird with it, mm. probably not anything we would actually get. Um, this movie also—that's who it was. Duncan Jones did Source Code, who oh, also okay. did Moon, and most recently Mute, and Mute. the Warcraft movie. Huh. That's who it was. I think Birch saw Mute, and he said it was not that good. Yeah, yeah. no reception. Was but there was like cool stuff in it. I was looking forward to it, and then everybody said it was. Dog shit. Because we're all hyped on that, like Blade Runner aesthetics. We're just like, yep, yep, yep. We're all horny for Blade Runner. Neon lights. Still haven't watched Altered Carbon either. Yeah, I have to watch that too. I've heard like it's hard to watch something where you hear like it doesn't pan out fully. Yeah, you know, there's so much content out there that like even the slightest amount of doubt thrown on it makes it it's like video games like you know like a 7 out of 10 video game is probably still pretty good but you're like yeah but I got all these like 9 out of 10s I want to play or these 10 out of 10s you know? yeah and it's also to... a vast library of other Netflix content to watch oh yeah for sure um this movie I kind of wish it was a video game because I think I would forgive like almost all of its like shortcomings narratively yeah yeah you would not hold it to the expectations mm-hmm. the uh, game is very like give me video gamey vibes Definitely some video game vibes. Yeah, I mean, I they're, going, they, they're going. They for have that. that scene where they are VRing when he goes to see yeah. Jamie, the hacker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and all it's a room full of uh it reminded me a little bit of the um scene in inception with the people who are dreaming oh constantly. yeah and she says like you know their reality is less painful than real reality yeah there's things in there that like it seems like it wants to talk about, but it doesn't ever actually. It go doesn't anywhere. go there like fully, and the thing is like if they did, it would definitely distract from like whatever this main plot they are setting up. Yeah, but, it's, but I, it, I, the movie's a little hollow in that way. I you think know? you can have a tightly paced action movie that is written in a way that like you do actually incorporate some discussion about that kind of stuff. Sure, I don't know. Absolutely, I mean like. I was watching this movie, and uh, it's not so much that it reminded me of it, but I just found myself thinking about it, like Hobo with a Shotgun. Okay. And I think that's just like, you know, a movie that's like action-oriented, very satisfying. Uh, the the Hobo has an arc. Yeah. You know? And, but it still is, it has no shortcomings when it comes to like gore, blood, and violence. So you, get all, you get all that, you know? Yeah. So I just think that, you know, I, I kind of wish there was some change that happened instead of like getting kind of too quote-unquote twists at the end. Yeah, I mean, I fully expected that um, our pretty boy tech billionaire was responsible for his wife being murdered. I mean, he seems so shady. Yes. Like, uh, that seemed pretty obvious that like, oh, who paid for this job? This job mm-hmm. to take out your wife and, and, and paralyze you. Like, obviously, yeah. he's the one who wanted it. I did not see the twist coming where it was actually... STEM, again, STEM. again, every time. S T E M. Yeah, I know. I'm in STEM. I work in science, technology. Yeah, you science all the time. Engineering. Mm-hmm. What is it? Science, technology, engineering. Whatever. Yeah. Um. I did not see it coming that it was actually STEM that coordinated the whole thing, just to become yeah a human body. In retrospect, it kind of makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. But I also think that like. The way that it's just like, and then STEM manipulated me to do this, to do this. He was behind it the entire time. And it's just like, this makes a lot of the movie not make that much sense. Whereas before, I was in the way it just, STEM wanted to, STEM paid these guys to do the job. Then he got, he got control of, of, uh, Gray's body. And then to clean up all the people that were involved, were involved. Except he doesn't do it cleanly at all because no. he winds up murdering a cop in the process and is able to get away with all these like the, all these heinous it crimes. It doesn't make any sense in the way that the cop at no point informs her department or any other person. No, she just goes she, rogue. She basically for no is a cop, yeah. a solo cop. Yeah. Um, and they're able to just get away with all the shit, like crash a cop car, murder a cop murder a lot of people very publicly in this society where ostensibly like there are drones that are They make it pretty clear that you're everything. always being watched. Yeah. And yet like all this shit happens that's kind of being watched. The like, more we good... talk about this movie, the more I it's falling apart. I just think that like the whole like why does Aaron listen to STEM so much? Like what like what power does this AI have over its creator? I guess raw intelligence is the idea. I guess, but like it's just not. I, yeah, now we're we're trying to crack it open like an egg. When you the movie this, not this movie that. was not built to be put under a microscope, which is what no. we're doing, so True. it's falling apart. If you just lean back and enjoy the and ride, enjoy the ride. Uh, it's fun. It's it's all it's right. Fun, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I just 
you know, some, you know, when you, when you have a movie that has like some stuff in it that you really like, you know, like the, the aesthetic of the world is really good. The action's cool. All these characters suck. Yeah. But you none just of the want, characters you just want a little bit more. Yeah. There are shades of interesting things here, and I think it had potential to pull those things together and yeah. be more than the sum of its parts. And, Probably going to be accessible movie for big audiences. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're so. right. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. I don't really have too much more to say yeah, I'm about done. the movie. You're good? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Hot Takes. Uh, this is not the only podcast we do for Story Screen. We also have a host of other a host of other shows, a bunch of other shows. We have uh, many shows. We, ho- we, some of, we host, some, we host of some of them. We have episodes on television, like Cathode Raycast. We just... Uh, Look out for some more Legion. Look out for some Legion coverage, hosted yes. by Bernadette Gorman-White. She's a sweetie. Um, we also have some overdrinker stuff in there. Have some overdrinkers. We just posted the RoboCop two episode this week, which Fitting. is ironic. Yes. yes. Uh, we also, while Jack was away, we had to cover Solo, which is hosted by Mike Burge. Very a little, good. A little different. It's a very good episode. I liked it very much. And then we also did Deadpool two, and we had uh, Jeremy guest host because he asked, yes. and I'm nice. Also a very good episode. Also very good. We fixed the audio audio quality, hopefully, uh, from. Well, not on that one specifically, but going forward. Yeah, it's a new, new-ish area recording, and so we have to figure yes, that out. We're still working out the kinks. Yeah, you know. On a long enough timeline, our audio quality should increase dramatically. But uh, in we're the meantime, we're still, we're still, uh, you know, it's a homebrew situation we got going. Very on. homebrewed. Yes. So yeah, check out all that content. You can find those episodes on SoundCloud. You can find them on the podcast app on your iPhone. It's the yes. Purple Guy with the Waves. Uh, you can then find links to that stuff on storyscreenbeacon.com. Mm-hmm. You can also go to our Facebook page. You can also go to our Instagrams. You Which can... is story underscore screen underscore beacon. Don't and fuck it up. Our Twitter is story underscore screen. That's why I have you on, Jack. Yeah. You're good I, always, I usually like slur that, but I got it this You time. got it this time. We're, yeah. not, we're not drinking. We're not episode. drinking today. So yeah. I, uh, so I started the keto diet. Ah. So I've just been eating meat. Yes. Meat. Eating meat and doing karate. It's great. Um, there are t-shirts on the website. You should fucking buy one. Ah, switching it up today. Just buy a fucking, yeah, you know. I don't want to get too boring. Cool. Um, and maybe in the works pretty soon, the return of a podcast that we talked about last year that we did a couple episodes on that never really panned yeah. out. But uh, I'm embarrassed to say that it might not be... Uh, it's going to be probably another coverage episode and hopefully we can get a story we're gonna bring back talk simulator we're gonna do it it's for coming. real this time it's coming no, no, this no. Time. It's, it works out because last time we said all right we'll do an e3 episode that'll be the introduction to talking simulator and then we'll actually start doing some talking simulator mm. episodes just we're doing it again we're, we're just doing mulligan. it again we're gonna we're, do we're gonna, the same we're gonna, idea we're gonna reboot the podcast yes. rebrand it with the same name and the same idea <laughs> Exactly. Cool. But great. this time for actually, though. We're going to actually do it. For real. We both really want to do it. Video games are hard because they take a lot of time to play more than movies. They take longer than two hours for they the take most part. Than... But there are plenty of two-hour video games that we will do. But we have a big one we want to do first. Yes. We're going to do that first. And then once we get that out of the way, we can do all the short story games. Yeah. Uh, and produce a lot more content that way. But I'm very excited for E3. That yeah. is not this Monday, but the following Monday that yeah. starts. Technically Saturday now. 
the E3 creep just keeps going further Eventually and further Eventually it's going to be the entire year, but we're going to not yeah. understand that yes. it is. Yes, yes. I mean, a lot of stuff's already getting it. This is not, this is not the conversation right this now. This is not the time or the place. We no. will have a predictions episode Coming hopefully at you soon, soon, and then a post-show coverage episode. Yes. Yeah. So if you're into video games and you're into us, look out. check that out. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Find us on all the things. I'm Robert Anderson. I'm Jack Kolodzewski. All right. See you later. Bye. Off-brand polar, 100% natural seltzer. Yeah, it's not your fancy Pellegrino. If it came in a glass, a glass bottle, would you like it more? Uh, it's not necessarily the bottle that does it for me. It's it's the content of said bottle, the crisp, refreshing mineral taste of one San Pellegrino. Yeah, they got a lot of rocks in there mm-hmm. for those minerals. A lot of jewels, one might say. You're almost done with that seltzer. You're not gonna have anything to drink during the. It's the jewels of of seltzer, really. Pellegrino? I would say so. I don't know why they don't put that shit on the bottle. That's good. No wonder they pegged you to advertise. (laughs) I would just say his name. That's Logan Marshall Green. Not that one. Director's name. Lee Wanyol. Wanyol? Probably not. Huenol. Huenol? Huenol? Wainel. Wainel. What was that first one? Wanel. Wanel. I think the first name would be Lay. Lay. Lay Wanel. I think it might be Lay. We'll figure it out. Just say it differently every time. That sounds very good. Yeah. Tonya. Yeah, exactly. Tonya. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslight our listeners. Make them feel 